Hi, I'm Charles Gossier, President and CEO of the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. We're proud to sponsor the Coping with COVID-19 daily podcast series this month. Thanks, everyone, and stay strong. I'm Tyler Orton, and before we jump to today's interview, here are some of the top stories we're following at Business in Vancouver. Layoff notices are now being issued by the Vancouver International Airport Authority. The move comes as YVR estimates that passenger traffic will drop from 26 million people prior to COVID-19 to between 8 and 15 million people over the next three years. And Ottawa is offering a new bridge financing program to the country's largest employers in a bid to stave off collapse for some. The large employer emergency financing facility will be open only to companies with at least $300 million in annual revenue. That's it for today. Now let's get going with our latest interview. With pressure mounting on tenants and landlords amid the pandemic, I think we know that the way that we rent is poised to change monumentally. And joining us on today's show to discuss what we should expect and how technology can play a part, it's Fuad Arafa. He is R&D manager at Live Rent, a technology company based right here in Vancouver. And Fuad, I, I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Oh, pleasure is mine. Thank you for having me. So before we get into kind of some of the bigger issues going on, I, I want you to talk to me a little bit about Live Rent, and maybe let's start off with this. What is the problem that you guys and your team are trying to solve right now? Right. So uh, when we first started a few years ago, uh, we we had this issue of always having a barrier of communication, the amount of paperwork we have to do uh, just to rent out a unit. Uh, uh, the setting up of appointments. There are so many hurdles that we uh, we we we, be, we were doing in a traditional way, uh, in a way that uh, the classical way taught us how to do rental uh, in general. So we did that at the beginning, and then we realized that that hey, the need to actually digitize this process actually is paramount in order for us to make the process smooth. And that's what we started with. We started with actually digitizing the process all the way from. Uh, finding a place which is the listing part of it, which is very uh, ubiquitous and available everywhere, to the digitization of the contracts, the appointments. The even when you are late for an appointment, we we try to digitize the whole process. Um, it was it was a very interesting approach. Like uh, when we first got started with it, uh, we found a lot of acceptance from many people, many demographic, especially from the younger generation. Whereas we there was a bit of resistance on the uh, landlord side because they they like the traditional way of doing things. Yeah. The... yeah, it's interesting. I'm just thinking about my own experience. The last time I had to figure out like a rent situation, uh, I remember it was towards the end of a month. I only had a few days to figure it out, so I was just hopping all over town trying to find what I could land. And then I remember even just the uh, process of signing the agreement. That was a pain because I had to like get the copy, sign it, take it back. So I mean, it's interesting that you guys are kind of realizing 
that there is a market for this digitization. And I, I do want to seize on something that you said a few moments ago with regards to the younger versus older generation. And I'm wondering, right. do you think that the pandemic has the opportunity to make certain demographics make a, a giant leap forward with regards to how well they uh, accept new technologies and adopt new technology? Yeah, I think your question is actually spot on. It is it is one of the things that we are seeing uh, in the trends. Uh, the adoption of the digital process is way more than before, uh, especially on the landlord side. The landlords, you know, had had the power to to not wanting to digitize. It, they had the traditional way of doing things. They are more comfortable, especially the smaller landlords, the one that has only one or two units. This one, they didn't really have a huge reason to digitize things. They could put something on Craigslist and get a couple of communications about it and off you, you go. But with the COVID-19 and the pandemic and people wanting to have that isolation and that distancing, uh, we actually found the adoption actually increasing and skyrocketing, which is pretty good for us. What does it mean being a company that's here in Vancouver, or at least on the West Coast? Because, of course, Vancouver is notorious for having like low vacancy rates. So I wonder if this is just kind of an extreme market to work with and experiment in, because uh, it might not be representative of, say, I don't know, what the market is in like Winnipeg or Edmonton, for example. Right. So the peak time for us is May to August. Uh, we, we are seeing the same peaks still actually visible, the same peaks. It's not in the same numbers, even in Vancouver. Uh, you're right. I, I don't think uh, uh, Vancouver speaks to all the cities in the world, uh, or sorry, in Canada. Um, uh, and I don't have a huge uh, statistics on, the, uh, on Winnipeg, but if we look at uh, more bigger cities or uh, cities that we actually track, like uh, Montreal and Toronto, we do actually see the trends that are very uh, similar. Still, the demand is there. People are still renting. It's not they are you know hesitant to rent in the pandemic. They are still willing to rent out and to seek new rentals. People are still doing it. But we what we found is that they have more demand on new newer approaches to the rental process. Uh, so for example, we saw a huge spike in videos uh, and video tours and things like this. This is this is the kind of things we are seeing the shift in. And the numbers are still actually uh, fairly good. In all in all, um, it might have to do something with the fact that that uh, Airbnb is down, so people, uh, the inventory is there. People are more happy to go uh, and rent. Uh, but on the other side, we do see sometimes that uh, in, in some places where some people are just staying put, they're not moving as much. There's both both equations we're seeing them at play. Well, that fascinates me because I'll be honest, like before we jumped on to our interview, I, I went and I was doing like li listings, like searching for rental listings just to get a taste of what the market's looking like right now. And there's a lot of offers of, say, uh, if you want to do a viewing, let's uh, make sure it's uh, we're well socially distanced, et cetera. Like they're making sure that people feel comfortable. You bring up the video tours. Like that's an interesting thing to me. Uh, is, do you anticipate even more of that to accelerate? Like people to be even more concerned with keeping a safe distance as we get into this new reality of renting right now? Yeah, the, so the video spikes actually was was not a surprise to me. I, I did we did anticipate it actually, and we did plan for it to to increase, and we did see a threefold at least increase in the uh, video production uh, for 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 our user base at least. Um, uh, people are playing them even more often than than before. So uh, the demand is on both sides. On the landlord, they feel more comfortable 
putting uh, a video uh, of uh, of their product, and the, the tenant is more happy to to see it and be able to you know do the whole uh, signing completely online. So I'm also thinking about just from your perspective, uh, we, we have this new reality of renting right now. Technology is obviously something that we're going to have to get used to at this point. But uh, I mean, what are the, some of the basics that people should be thinking about right now when it comes to, I, I guess, the step towards digitization? What should be, what should they be prepared for? Uh, what adjustments do they even need to make on their part? It's a very, very good question. Uh, one of the things is uh, being able to share their private information a little bit more liberally. Uh, so this is one thing we we used to see actually. W- I mean, I did say that younger generation do adopt the technology much faster, uh, but we do see resistance for them. Uh, we did see resistance uh, from their side trying to uh, give up their personal information, but not not recently, not in the last at least month or so. We see them more willing to give up their IDs uh, because we do have this uh, ID verification in our LibScore. Whenever we actually uh, onboard a renter, we actually have to uh, put them through a verification uh, process that we need to make sure that they are actually valid and true and they are who they are and their uh, credit score is valid and so on. So we now nowadays we're seeing a much uh, more acceptance from the tenant side. They are willing to give their information much more uh, willingly, much more liberally uh, in order to be verified, in order to actually unblock the rental process because they do see that there's a block when they come to renting and uh, uh, and they have to give that, that ID and, and, and so on. Well, I also wonder about the landlord side of things, though. Yeah. Uh, are, are you guys uh, focused on you know certain kinds of landlords? Is, is it the smaller ones, the the ones that are responsible for you know hundreds of units? So, what's your, I guess, uh, particular client base? We we actually it's actually a big base. Uh, so we do have people with uh, with one thousand units and and above, and we do have people with only one or two units. Uh, we we have the huge. The full spectrum. Uh, we're, we're lucky actually to have the full spectrum, so it allows us to really observe how how the bigger groups are actually behaving and the smaller groups how they are behaving. Um, from the landlord side, I mean, you asked about the technology side and the landlords. Uh, they have to be. They have to uh, do the same thing. They need to be ready to give up uh, documentation on uh, on their ownership uh, of the properties. We have to start vetting these ones. Uh, that they are properly vetted for uh, the rental process in our platform. Um, another thing the landlords need to start accepting, uh, and this is one of the things actually we found very difficult at the beginning, they need to start accepting uh, the digital process in general. So one of the things, one of the biggest problems we had at the beginning from the landlord side is that we asked them, what is it that you are looking uh, in, a, in a tenant? And they say, oh, it's a gut feeling. Uh, When I see a tenant, it's a gut feeling. I I, I have to see them. I I need to uh, talk to them. And that's how I judge whether he's going to be a good tenant. And that is very special. That is very um, visible in the younger, not younger, but in the smaller uh, landlords. The bigger landlords, they just need statistics. Give me their Equifax. Give me this. Give me that. Give me some numbers. The younger ones, or sorry, the the smaller ones, they tend to be a little bit different. So so that, that is one thing they have to start giving up. Uh, as in, as in, it's not only your gut feeling. You have to start measure that gut feeling. So this is one thing, one thing that they have to start hitting it. 
And I also wonder, like, do you think that we, we might have more landlords suggesting, like, hey, uh, why don't I talk to you over Zoom or something like that, like, just to get a sense of who it might be that they're letting into their into their building? Yes, yes. Actually, uh, we, we do see requests uh, coming for, uh, uh, like, live chats and, and so on, these yeah. kind of services, and they're coming on our platform hopefully soon. Well, maybe I'll, I'll leave us uh, on our conversation with this last question, though, but it's w with the economy facing so much uncertainty right now, you mentioned earlier that you're seeing the typical spikes that you would see, you know, starting in May. But mm -hmm. do you think that there's going to be even more movement as people maybe look to find uh, less expensive accommodation just amid uncertainty? Or are we in kind of like a, a bit of a static mode right now because we don't know if we should be moving at this very moment? Mm, that's that's a very good question. It's a very uncharted territory. We haven't seen yeah. this one uh, uh, before. Uh, I am actually really excited. I am monitoring our statistics so closely, very vigilantly. Like um, every day, we're looking at statistics, trying to figure out how the market is going to shift, what is the people are going to ask for next, and and so on. Um, uh, I don't know how the market is going to shift, but I do I do see that uh, the move to digitize everything is going to happen. They all the way from uh, setting up an appointment, listing your property, signing your contract, uh, everything you do has to become digital. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, supply and demand, that for sure we are going to see a small trickle uh, uh, ticker going up and down for for a bit until we figure out exactly where the sweet spot is and how it's going to uh, to play uh, i i do anticipate the trends to be very uh, similar to other years as in as in the people desire to move the people desire to uh, that desire i don't think it dissipated yet the people want to move and go into different places um, we might see a shift as in instead of starting in uh, like the bigger numbers to start in May, maybe it will shift uh, in one or two months, like until the, the uh, uh, they open up the isolation a little bit. That That's uh, something I anticipate uh, to happen. Uh, even though we see the trends behaving, I think uh, the bigger numbers might shift a little bit in the ground. Okay, well... You know, I, I lied. Maybe I have one last question because now I'm curious about this. But uh, what do you think about potential shifts when it comes to student populations? Because who knows how, you know, students are going to be interacting uh, with their schools, if it's going to be a lot more remote learning. Do they actually need to live close to campuses? Are you anticipating that maybe the way that students, younger generations rent, it's going to fundamentally change if we're looking towards, you know, the end of the summer, closer to September, October? Uh, the... Um the scene around students is something that we are actually studying very, very, very much right now because we, uh, we are trying to understand how uh, all these properties around, for example, UBC, SFU, how they are going to uh, be uh, behaving. Um, I myself also have kids that go to school, go to universities, and uh, uh, they are doing everything online. Uh, we do see some shifts in some students uh, moving back to homes. Um, but not the international. The international scene is still here, and we do have international people coming, and actually they are still renting. And uh, I do, I am aware of a few students that actually rent on our platform, even some students from our co-op and intern teams that they are still in the rental process and they do use the platform and so on. So, so 
I, I have a gut feeling that we are going to see like a small uh, change in, in our graph, but it's not going to be that drastic. Uh, the dip is warranted. I mean, it's crazy to, to state that there is not going to be a dip with, with all that's happening. There is going to be a minor dip maybe, but I don't know how, how uh, I am as curious as you are, honestly, on, on seeing how the market is going to behave right now. Well, it's still early days yet, and so I'd love to follow up with you in the coming weeks and months just as there's more information and the more that you can understand about the statistics and data as well. I think that would be a great conversation. But for now, Fouad, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. It's my pleasure, and I hope to be here again. That's excellent. That's Fouad Arafa. He is the R&D manager at Live Rent, and that's it for the show today. But we'll be back tomorrow. For now, you can go to BIV.com for more videos, more news stories, more podcasts, everything you need to know about business in British Columbia.